Telling me with this Y'all telling me with this Robert I'm fighting for my life I'm fighting for my life You can't get in trouble for that intro I don't think right You didn't You didn't <laughs> I didn't what? You got to do a big clap over your head if you want the video to sync. Oh, shit, son. Do we does, do the levels look good? The levels look okay. Yeah. Want to do it? Yeah. Go ahead. Do your hand. All right. <laughs> I thought we was going to do it together. I no. Like, I, I we need we one. Gonna, we only need one. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. Nah, that's what's up. This is another episode of Spit Sessions. We are trying to record a video. Yeah. While we're look right into it episode. for a long time. Yeah. I thought we was really going to do that. Is this camera on me? Yeah, it's been a it's been an eventful two weeks since the last episode. Uh, do you want to jump into what we were doing before talking about stuff, or because that intro? Kind of, I mean, you have a taste of what we're going to be discussing this time, at least like a little bit. But I mean, uh, man, that's tough. That's a little bit tough. That's a that's a lot of responsibility to put on my shoulders. That uh, decision right there. Oh really? Okay, I understand. Well, for over the last two weeks, um, I've been taking care of myself and going to the doctor. (laughs) Were you? (laughs) That's you spent two weeks straight going to the doctor. Well, yeah, on accident. Well, I had a doctor's appointment, got things checked out. You know, they took blood, urine, just to make sure everything was cool. Everything was cool, which is fortunate. Um. You know, but I've been having some stuff that I want to get checked out specifically. And they were like, hey, I'm going to get you an ultrasound just in case. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm down with that. So I go, had a 640 appointment. I showed up at 630. I'm waiting in around 715 or 720. And they're like, hey, have you had your ultrasound yet? And I was like, no. They're like, oh, they're telling me that the technician left. So I was like, all right, do you want to schedule for next Wednesday? And I was like, can I do it sooner? Like, no, we only do it on Wednesday. And I was what like, What hospital is this? What? This was like a clinic, I think. Not a clinic, but just like one of those. Um, Urgent care? What is it? Yeah, one of those like offices where the doctors go and just work outside of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Initially, they tried to send me to like Park Forest or some shit like that. I was like, nah, I'm going to just do it here. So I had to wait a whole nother week in order to go and get my shit. And you were out. having uh, abdominal pain? Nah, it was. I don't know if it's like a hernia or some shit like that, but my balls hurt. You know what huh. I'm saying? So I was like, hey, I'm going to get my balls checked Oh, out so that's why you were, okay. Yeah, exactly. Because you were posting on Twitter about getting uh, your STD test, and I'm sure they just wanted to knock that out to they, make sure. They thought, they was just like, I was like, nah, bro, I'm, I think I'm good. But you know what I'm saying? I went and got the ultrasound yesterday, and... It was a very interesting testicular experience. torsion. Yeah. Yeah. Or potentially, I don't know. Like my balls are. So I was like, I'm going to just get this checked out. So I show up, the dude's there. I could tell he's probably upset that I was his last person of the day and he was going to be fucking with my balls probably because he had this just. So like, did they put the, the cold gel on your testicles? Yes. Here's the, <laughs> here's the play by play. I showed up, I walk in um, and he was like, have you done this before? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay. All right. I uh, have. Go ahead and take. <laughs> to go ahead and take your underwear and your pants down. And I was like, "All right, cool." And I laid did he down. say nice? No, <laughs> dear God, no. And I laid down, and then he was like, "Uh, hold your penis up." And I was like, "Okay." So I lifted it, and I guess I had it off to the side a little. He's like, "No, no, straight, straight up." And I was like, "Okay." 
I'm laying flat. I was under the impression that he was going like a whole my dick for me, but I mean, he just well, if he me, can like, make you do it, like I'm sure that's how yeah. you know you're trained to do it. But if yeah. he can make you do it, then no, yeah, for sure, you don't want to like fuck around with it. But um, that's what's up. That jelly was cold as hell, dude. It yeah. was cold and very sticky. My gooch was like a slip and slide afterwards. I wasn't really fond of it, but um. You know, it's all it's it's all what you got to do to make sure you. Take did he throw yourself. tissues at you? Or wait, did you? At have- the end, he was like, "Here, wipe yourself off." Like in rush hour, he's like, "Wipe yourself off, man. You did." That was a bad line, but yeah, no. Um, he didn't throw them at me. He just laid them down. And was like, "All right, go ahead and um, you know, clean the gel, gel off." But we did not make eye contact once we were done. I think it was more so on him because I looked at him and was like, "We all right? We good?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, you can you can go." I was like, "All right, cool. That's what's up." And I just walked on out. So that's happened. Uh, so uh, did you get results from the ultrasound? They nah, should know immediately. I don't think the ultrasound people, I think a doctor needs to check results in order to like let you know what's going on with that. I don't so know. So you if got ultrasound an ultrasound yesterday then? Yeah. Yeah. I got one yesterday. So um, they should uh, have results by tomorrow. See what's up with that. Um, And we'll, you know, they'll get back to me and let me know what's going on. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, but nothing like having uh someone you don't know fondle these nuts on uh, a nice wednesday evening i suppose but i've been streaming that's what's up made affiliate it's fun it's a good time it's gonna be a long time before i make partner on twitch but you know how many followers do you need to do that i don't think it's a matter of followers when it comes to a partner or uh, it's views. like the stats yeah you yeah. need to average 75 views stream or some shit like that and right now i'm at like 3.7 so it's going to be a while before i get there uh but that's what it's all about you know you just can't have everybody hopping on the platform and just like going straight to partner so it's a grind i'm excited uh got some stuff in the works for the channel uh, i'm trying to link the podcast and the channel as much as possible if you guys are listening to this and you like video game shit go ahead and check out both of our twitch channels which we might have mentioned in the last episode i have the same Username that I have everywhere else on mine, and then Reggie's is Zoot Suit Zombay. Yeah, I had to change it slightly because yeah. for some reason, on one thing mm-hmm. out of everything, it is taken exactly. It's an uh, A instead of the I. And yeah, the I had to zombie. work a lot, but I'm off yeah. for an entire week, so maybe I'll stream some stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm down if you want to co stream some stuff or whatever. Like, let me know. I haven't played uh Call of Duty at all. I have, and you know what's fucked up? It's like very nostalgic nostalgic in a way but also it was like unlocking the xbox 360 in me because i started Uh oh i was mad like motherfuckers was camping i was playing with people and people were just coming out the cut on bullshit and i just started getting more mad and more mad so to people who don't know uh for free this month on playstation you can download the old call of duty multiplayer exactly uh which is like that's what made everybody go crazy for it. And then they started adding uh, jetpacks and weird shit. And I yeah, stopped playing got, it. Got out of pocket a little bit. Like I used to get it every year. And I I don't think I've gotten it for like four years now. Yeah. They do release that every year. Like yep. 2K or some shit like that. They right? release everything every year now. Yeah. That's why games suck. Like Assassin's Creed comes out every year. Far Cry comes that. out every year. For no reason. I really don't need a Far Cry game every year. I didn't get that new Dawn shit just because Far Cry 5 kind of. Like I barely finished finish Far Cry 5 and I was just like, yeah. yeah, it was only, I only enjoyed it because I played the entire thing co-op, basically. Yeah, yeah, nah, honestly, that's um, the only way to play I it. did see Captain Marvel like two days ago. Oh, I need to see that movie. I've been looking forward to uh, it. 
no no spoilers here. Yeah. Uh it was fine. It was fine. I think, you know, it was better than Iron Man two and what are the other ones that people Of course. Like? Was it Iron Man two, two the the whip, fighting the whip dude? Yeah. It was it was a good it was an okay movie. It introduced Iron uh War Machine, but other than that It was just uh I feel like the first half it was kinda weird, like I don't know if it was the writing or the directing. Uh, you know, the Marvel movies, they kind of figured out that formula of like, hey, this is a really serious scene. But then a funny thing happens and it just all just kind of works. Right. It for me, at least it, it wasn't going that smoothly in the first half of the movie. Right. Um, But other than that, like, yeah, Brie Larson runs really fucking weird. And I I looked up online and I didn't see anybody else talking about it. Yeah. So maybe I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I run better than her or anything. I'm sure How I was like, where is she like pigeon toed or boat leg? So when she, so they show her from the side running and it looks like pretty fine. But then whenever they show her from the back, the way that her feet kick up in the back, it's like she's trying to run goofy. Uh, she, she's siphon filter running? It, like the way that her legs move on their way up, if you're looking at it from the back, it's like crooked and weird. Yeah. It looks like they're like, okay, let's do a goofy take. And then yeah. they just film her running, but it's in the movie. Okay. And I was like looking around like nobody else. Sees. There's like nobody paying attention. But uh, yeah, she was good. Um, Samuel Jackson was really good. And it made me remember how great he is. Cause you know, he's been like yelling black guy in a lot of movies. Exactly. Uh, But he got to do a lot in this movie. And then uh, the bad guy was good. Okay. I want to check that out. I'm, uh, acting wise or, or whatever but uh yeah it's worth it's worth seeing uh this movie is um i understand that the movie is not for me i'm a man in my 30s mm-hmm. and i don't read comic books anymore right and i never read a captain marvel comic book yeah so it's fine i'm sure kids are fine with it i'm sure uh little girls are gonna have a really awesome time with it but if you're my age and you don't like it you should probably just understand that uh <gasps> It's not for you. Mm-hmm. The Dumbo trailer came on before the movie, and I was like, I don't want to see this at all, but no. I'm not going to get mad because it's not made for me. No, you shouldn't. And I think, you know, we get tired of remakes and everything, but I think to be fair to the Dumbo movie, like the first one came out in the 20s or some shit, didn't it? Yeah, it was... 30s? Yeah, it was back then because the crows were Negroes on the lowest of keys. Right, and they want people to forget about that. I'm not. So, I mean, it's been almost 100 years. They could remake the movie. They, they can. They can do what they want. All right, it's cool. So we knocked those two things out. Now we can get straight into what the intro and the outro is about. Uh, R. Kelly, it's all, it seems to be all crashing down. He, It's like a game of Monopoly. He'd been in jail a good two, three times. He got out a good two, three times. <laughs> um, crying at the camera. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just happening. I think uh, he's so used to being able to manipulate the 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 circle that's close to him he he must have really thought that going on tv and would have helped him is this camera on me use your common sense it did seem fake right like the well yeah it was just exaggerated like quote unquote that's a like a tactic that people use like cheating maybe you're cheating what are yeah. you talking about? And then you get you get more mad than them, and then they have to start mad. being defensive. But it's like you're talking to a journalist. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. She kept it real smooth. People should start talking to you like that. Like Mm-mm. when you talk about spitting in butts, somebody <laughs> should say spit? no. <laughs> somebody should be like Gail and be like Delancey. 
oh they do that already that already happens <laughs> is that the tone that i should read the the response no it in? is okay. like a lot of times if you like i don't know why you would but if you search my name you'll see someone going delancey with a period and the tweet it's connected to is me saying some outlandish shit but i live for it it's it's kind of fun it's real cool it keeps us connected it's as a hot. community yeah it can't give kind of fuego unturn unturn the heat off though. i think it's the lights it is the lights unturn the, um oh Oh, for those that can't see this, obviously, we are recording. Like I said, and Reggie brought uh, two porno light boxes. So they're aimed at us in order to catch like our good sides, potentially. Um, well, I got a very uh, cheap video camera. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not bad. It records in 1080p, 60 frames a second. But uh, it needs a lot of light to look decent. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so I bought this lighting kit. Mm-hmm. And we're make and do and if you think that we should have a second camera you should blow up delancey's inbox and make him buy it whoa nah give me money why did you skip <laughs> yeah why did you why did you skip the give us money part and just go straight to yeah he's curse he's been out. spending a lot of money on his testicles lately so hell yeah donate to the uh hundred dollar camera though. fund I need, yeah no nah, exactly i will say the thing about being video recorded is i'm more uh hyper conscious of my positioning and my posture i'm right just now. leaned all the way the fuck over yeah, like I a caveman this. i know it's, this is okay whatever. it's all good like a troglodyte i just crawled out of the primordial ooze primordial ooze ivan ooze with the nonsense um but the thing about the interview that i picked up were people saying that it seems like he's um being challenged by a woman and that he's reacting like this so he can make an attempt to manipulate the situation into his favor which I kind of sort of um, just understand, but her composure was really, really good while he was like spazzing out and screaming. I don't think he was going to attack her or do anything to her. It wasn't that serious, but it was an attempt to manipulate the people watching. Yeah. He, he wanted to make him. a scene and get some empathy, but it's like, dude, right. Everybody knows what you're doing. I, yeah. I'm just I'm surprised by how many people want to defend him. And, you know, uh, we don't need to move off on this uh, yet. But like uh, I did watch that Michael Jackson movie, too. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting. Well, I started it I'm, and I didn't know it was fucking four hours long. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that. I'm, I'm we don't need to move off of R. Kelly. I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward, though. So we can because it's just like we know what you're doing. We know what's going on. You're going to jail. You're getting out of jail. Well, whose auntie keeps bailing him out? Is it the same woman each time? Or I, is it- I did not read enough to know if that's a fact or not. But I think it's, um, you know, when you abuse someone in a certain way and for a certain length of time, I think you're going to have people that are just going to be ride or die like that because they don't know any better. Like Stockholm Syndrome type shit? They got their brains all fucked up. Well, yeah. think I'm I'm assuming that those women that live in his house and all that, you know, they don't work. They're cut off from their families. Like, he's all that they have. So they have to make sure that he's doing okay. Right. He's created this whole scenario where if if he's gone, then they, they have nothing. They have, you know. Yeah, nah. Uh, that's, that's, nah. That's why he's in the situation to begin with. But that's really weird. I didn't see the videos of psychoanalysis individuals watching the video and breaking it down. But Uh, a lot of of meme-worthy shit came from that. My favorite is use your common sense, which he ironically did not do, which is why he's in the situation. And is this camera on me? Uh, You know, that's a favorite of mine. And the fake Ryan, he's just like, I'm trying to connect with my kids. And I said that he's been trying to connect with multiple people's children, which is why he's in the scenario that he's in. 
not to make light of that, but like, I mean, you know, I, I'm actually surprised by how many people are coming out defending him, but it's still not that like he's not, he's just, he, he can't help his situation. No, he just needs to, he should have just stayed quiet, gave up, done everything through a lawyer, publicist, whatever. Exactly. Like he's been doing. Have you seen the video clip of that person during the interview with his attorney or lawyer? This dude was walking to get his ID He's like, my bad, y'all. I don't mean to interrupt y'all, y'all interview. And the the guy was like, <laughs> "What? Did you you didn't see no. that clip? The shit was very very funny to me because it was some of the most Chicagoan shit I've seen in a while. This dude was like, I guess he might have worked there. He's like, hey, I'm gonna get my ID. He was like, my bad, y'all. I don't mean to walk in front of the cameras or whatever. And the lawyer or attorney was like, hey, no, go around this way. He was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go this way. What the fuck you mean? Go fast. <laughs> wait, I was wait. like, right, was this bro. live or they like this kept? Was live. Okay, because I was, was like, live. why would they keep that in? No, it was live. There was no taking that out at all. Oh, I'm like, I'm fucking all this up. No, you fucking up. It's okay. Yeah, so that shit was funny as fuck. Uh, but we'll just see what happens. You know, paying attention to what's going on. It is what it is. Now, when it comes to the Michael Jackson documentary or video or whatnot, I'm still going off of the fact that, from what I understand, this happened when I was a child. But the older we got, of course, he wasn't convicted or arrested or, well, he might have been arrested. I can't recall. But nothing happened or came from that because I was under the understanding that a lot of people came forward and admitted that they were coerced by their parents or were lying in the first place or you know the police were after him like it was a smear campaign there were multiple things in there that made it something that people didn't want to take a second look at because they were like all right this is what's going on well Um, what's interesting to me is i remember growing up and my family being like oh yeah he's clearly touching kids mm. at least that's how it was in my household yeah um well, the reason that he never went to jail or anything is because he would throw money at the situation. So, you know, if you're a regular family and he's like, okay, $10 million and we'll settle this out of court, what helps you more, right? If you're being realistic, $10 million or Michael Jackson in jail, but you still poor and can't afford to send your kid to college. like, eh. um, right. And then the, the trial that went the farthest, the kid described his penis the wrong way like i think he said he was uncircumcised when he was or or something to that effect um and look that could have been the one kid who was you know the one family that was making it up or it could have been i don't know um i'm a kid and some man took his dick out and i don't even know what a foreskin is so I'm just going to say yes or no, and, and it's 50-50. That and could this be is the a high-pressure situation, so I don't right. know how to really react to it. And then uh, the his doctor came out uh, at some point, I think in the 90s, and said that he believed that Michael Jackson's father had him chemically castrated to keep his voice high. What? But that has never, ever been confirmed. Yeah. And I'm... I would venture to say that that doctor was lying to make him look better. Yeah, how would you chemically? So the movie, uh, it, it it follows these two guys who are adults now, and it's interesting. So one one of the defenses uh, for Michael Jackson too is that uh, Corey Feldman was like, well, he never molested me, and Macaulay Culkin says, well, he never molested me. But you look at the kids that he was spending time with; it was always regular ass families. Uh huh. Right. So I think you get 
starstruck and your defenses go down, I think the parents are still incredibly stupid. But Very. if you're super working class family, Michael Jackson decides that he wants to be friends with your family, taking you out shopping, flying you to Neverland Ranch, bringing you on tour, bringing you backstage, you're meeting all these famous people, everything's paid for. You're just so focused on being caught in that lifestyle. And then four months into it, like, oh, little Timmy can just um, stay in my penthouse tonight. We'll, we'll watch movies all night. And then the, the, the parents are like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll just go uh, to this hot tub. You know, so that that's basically how that was happening. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jackson, as much as he was legitimately a, a, a weirdo, he wasn't stupid. And I think there's a big risk. Macaulay Culkin's parents, they're, they've caught flack because their whole thing is they wanted famous actor kids. So they... They're, they know about the business and they made money like Macaulay Culkin had money. So if Michael Jackson says, hey, you know, I'll, I'll send a limo to pick you up. And then, you know, t- Macaulay just stays with me tonight. They'd be like, we got our own limo. What the fuck? We don't need. Right. They're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Right. Uh, That's a that reference is well, a little bit on the nose. It's right a, uh, <laughs> it's a whatchamacallit, Eddie Murphy reference. Yeah, no, I got you. I get it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, um, no, I feel you. But uh, so basically, you know, they, they very slowly and painstakingly show how he was uh, methodically, slowly groomed them, kind of separated them from their family or uh, distracted the family. Uh and they went into very graphic detail about the encounters that they had with him and the things that he liked and the things that he wanted to do. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of hard to watch, but informative nonetheless. That, that shit is usually triggering for me. When I, when the R. Kelly documentary first came out and I was reading someone's like very, very detailed and graphic um, encounter with him, it kind of it kind of fucked me up for for a little bit. I still haven't seen that because I don't have lifetime. Yeah. And uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was really rough. If- I guess long story short is, uh, I think it's clear that he was being inappropriate. And, uh, you know, it's like we we knew this whole time. So I don't, it, it's odd to me that this movie comes out and then now, you know, the creators of this, the pro- producer of The Simpsons or whatever is like, hey, we're not going to air that Michael Jackson episode anymore. And it's like, well, what does that matter? Uh, he's dead. He's not like he's doing the voice, but he's not pictured as himself. It's like, I mean, I guess I understand the sentiment, but it's like, we all knew, you know, the people who it's the same shit as this. It's like the people who didn't want to know were willfully ignorant, but Mm -hmm. I think the majority of people knew Mm -hmm. he was walking down the street, holding hands with kids. Like they were on a date, you know, like I don't care how much somebody likes kids. Like you don't see anybody doing that. And then for some reason, we decided as a society or, or however many of us decided like, well, that's Michael Jackson. That's what he does. Like, I mean, now my kids, he wouldn't. Nah. Um, but, uh, I guess final thing, uh, about the documentary is he, uh, I kept feeling like I recognized one of the guys and it turns out that he's, uh, this famous court dance choreographer. Who worked with Britney Spears and NSYNC and all this. Oh, really? And he used to be on MTV all the fucking time back in the day. Which? Like 1998. The one that was in... Oh, never mind. That's not the His one. His name is Wade, I think. Not the one that was in You Got Served. Maybe he was. Tall white dude. Was the main guy? No, 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 no. He, he was probably in it. Like, he was big. And there were rumors that 
Uh, he's the reason that Justin Timberlake wrote Cry Me a River because he was fucking Britney Spears. He has writing credits uh, for some NSYNC songs because he was hanging out with them so much he'd be in the studio. And he wasn't a musician, but I guess he'd be in the cut like, hey, JT, try this real quick. And then they did it. So he, so like he's well off. He has no reason to just come back and make this stuff up. Yeah. So I think that lends a lot of credibility, um, you know, to their stories. And the filmmaker said that his style of interview uh, really helps him suss out who's lying and who's not. So he said that he had each guy separate. He did a long form interview that was like a whole day. And, you know, they never tripped up, messed up their stories. Everything made sense. They were never confused. They were never trying to, like, go to another room, read something, reference something. It all came off very natural. So uh, the director believes them. Uh, And uh, it's just fucking wild, yeah. So in conclusion, he did that shit? But we already, like, I yeah. But I feel like we've been knowing this. Shit. Uh, Maybe I was too young. I didn't. Like when stuff was popping off, I was probably what years were those? Ninety. Well, okay. What year? Let's see. What year did Black or White come out? I'm gonna look this up real Shit, quick. Shit, that had to be ninety six. Be- nah, it was before that. It was before that ninety five four. So I was four or five years old or six in anywhere in that area. Black or White came out in nineteen ninety one. Ninety. I was two. And by then he was already like Macaulay Culkin was in that video because they yeah. were friends already. Yeah. I was too. Macaulay Culkin was, this was around when Home Alone came out. So what was he, seven? Right. Why is your best friend seven, bro? Nah, that's. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's, what I'm saying? Like, come yeah, on. That doesn't, that doesn't sit very well. Uh, you know, honestly, because of how old I was when stuff was happening, it was never something that I super duper looked into. First time looking back as an adult, I'm like, you know, I'm coming to the conclusion that that shit more than likely did happen based off the context alone because it wasn't something worth looking at for a child like of course as a child i wasn't going to be like the michael jackson blah 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 at least in my household it was like not believed because it's like why would that doesn't make any sense like what's happening you need concrete proof and then when it came out that a bunch of stuff was thrown out of court or settled or whatever else and nothing came of it Mm-hmm. It was like swept under the rug, especially me coming into my teens. That was the last thing I wanted to say about it. Um, so the the two people in the documentary, he, according to them, he called them and asked them to lie for him. So that was part of the reason that some of these cases didn't go anywhere because he sent them out on a press tour to be like, hey, we're two of Michael's best friends and he never did anything with us. But in reality, he was doing things with them. Oh, no. Um. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, it got to a point where, you know, the same with the R. Kelly thing is he separated them from their families. And it's like, I'm your best friend. I'm your entire family. I'm helping put you on. Uh, that guy, Wade, he ended up kind of getting ditched because he got too old. Uh-huh. But, you know, so he, he kind of helped make his own career. It's not like Michael Jackson just was like, okay, there you go. And you're famous now. Uh, but obviously being around Michael Jackson helped. Right, so when right. you're when you're six and your dream is to be a famous dancer and choreographer, and you get to hang out with Michael Jackson, who is at that time you know the best natural dancer in the world, right? And go on tour and be in videos. He said that he went, 
he got invited to be in the video and he showed up and there was another kid there and he felt like he got dumped, you know? And oh, he's wow. he's not gay. Like he he doesn't identify as, as gay. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he addresses that in the the movie. He has a wife, he has a child. Right. But when that's all you know, right? Like your best friend and and the way that the the sex was um compartmentalized, I I guess in a way. It it didn't seem like uh well, they say that their Michael Jackson wasn't out here penetrating them, but it was like an extension of cuddling or something in a way the kids weren't thinking about it as sex because it started, he was getting them, you know, pre puberty. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But again, I don't, I don't know. We're shocked. And it's like, everybody is being so reactionary to do these things after the fact to try to look better or ease their minds. Yeah. It's like, you know, what's done is done. Erasing. I'm not saying, Hey, let's all go out and, and stream his songs right now. But it's like, Erasing history doesn't change the shit that happened. Like, if we make a point to not listen to his songs, I mean, he's dead. He's not. He's I don't dead. think it's the same as the R. Kelly thing, where it's like, hey, we don't lock want him, his ass up. We don't want him getting uh, any money off of if we put "Step in the Name of Love" I on Spotify. I agree with that. So I get that, but it's like it's Michael Jackson's dead. That's a conversation I've had with people. I let them know that, you know, if for whatever reason I just wanted to hop up and listen to XXX Tentacion, not gonna happen. But if I wanted to, I should be able to because he's dead. Right. And I would hope that his baby mama and child are getting that money. Right. Like individuals that, not that bad, I like guess. A, a baby. I wouldn't mind like the proceeds going to someone's mother or child or, you know what I'm saying? Um, because the worst thing in my mind and in my opinion that can happen to someone like that has occurred already. He's dead. They're dead. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, cool. So that happened. Oh, yeah. the the mom said, so they went to Michael Jackson's funeral. And uh, one of the moms was like, I've never seen my son break down that hard in his life. So he he came, he, he was an adult, well into adulthood at this point, And he was successful, you know. But he, and he understood that Michael Jackson had wronged him. And they still talked here and there, but it was very arm's length sort of thing. Uh, but losing him was still just totally fucked him up, you know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. And thinking about how that, how the root of that occurred, like via the wrong reasons, is kind of mm-hmm. gross. Yeah, that's nasty. All right. So we spoke on Marvel movies before. Spider-Verse ended up winning Best Animation during the Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars at all? Uh, No, I do not watch the Oscars. But is this the first year they had that? Or it's one of the first years that animation had its own... Had its own thing. Yeah. I think so. Which I think is important. I do believe so. And I was excited to find out that that happened because that movie definitely deserved um, what it got. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing about Oscars was, like, I think, Green Book won Best Picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which right. sparked up another conversation. I was interested in seeing like what it would be like and what was going on with the movie, but sparked up another conversation about white saviors in movies yeah. and people's attitudes towards those. And I think the family of the person that uh, Mahershala Ali played, they didn't really like the way that his character was depicted in the movie. And I think Mahershala made an apology about that, but the movie was written by Caucasian dudes and it was supposed to be from the perspective of the, the driver. 
people were calling it a reverse driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Uh, I read, I read some articles about it, so I, I get the gist of it. It's, uh, it's fucked up because I don't think it's not, the movie wasn't made maliciously, you know, yeah. and that, that almost makes it worse because people don't understand what they're doing. They're like, right. isn't this a sweet movie? And we're tackling racism. And it's like, you made this, movie about the white driver and not the he was a musician right the black dude yes he was a pianist and it's like okay and then uh, so what what i gathered uh i forget which article i was reading this was probably like two weeks ago right after we did the last podcast right um they were basically saying how the the movie doesn't even explicitly go as far as to say that this driver is fine with black people now Mm mm-hmm they're basically showing he got as far as to be like, well, hey, I, this one I drive around is real good, so don't talk shit about him. Or maybe don't talk shit about black people as much around me. And I guess that's a step somewhere, but should that be the focus of a whole ass movie? We know people like you, that. You drive a black dude around for a little while and you're like, eh, some of these blacks ain't so bad. The Negroes ain't that bad. <laughs> Let's throw fried chicken bones out the window. <laughs> Yeah, no, we know individuals like that. And being on the receiving end of a, you know what, you're kind of cool. Or, you know what, black people ain't that bad. Or, you know what, that's pretty much the extent that it's gotten to. Because I'm trying to think of all the things I've been told. You're different, that's not really a compliment. But in their mind, it's a step in the right It's a step in the right direction. Uh, that doesn't go over well anymore because people will call you on your shit. I think um, I wanted to check it out, but also I have conflicted feelings about checking it out because I want to see what it was that convinced these individuals. Yes, this is, this is Oscar worthy. Uh, I didn't see black Klansmen, but it was up there as one of the films. Yeah. Uh, I did see it. I thought it was, it's just so weird. Cause like I was thinking about it the other day because so I enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel so I went back and I was looking at clips of some of his older movies before he was kind of typecast for a while. And, you know, he was in some Spike Lee movies. Uh-huh. And I started thinking. Was man, Coming like, to America his first movie? It was, right? He, he was, was in Coming to America? He was in coming. He was the guy holding up the Whack Arnolds. And Eddie Murphy fucked him up. With oh, the right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, he was in uh, Jungle Fever and yeah. he had really small parts right. bef- even before that. Jurassic Park. This motherfucker has been around. Well, Jurassic Park was what, like 94? Yeah. I mean, he was he, a, he's oh, been Oh, no, acting, that wasn't his first, but he was yeah, in he's been bitch. acting since the 80s, like small, small parts. Small and he slowly, started uh, he was in um, School Days for like 30 seconds. School Days. Okay. He was, uh, he did, he was a townie that didn't like all the college people coming through acting better than them. Oh, and okay. They, they had a confrontation at a chicken place, but uh, chicken. I guess what I'm getting at is, so I was thinking about like, man, black people really turned on Spike Lee, you know. And uh, I was thinking about how, when the Chirac thing was going on, I was like, okay, I I can kind of see why people are mad. But then I went and I saw the movie, right, and formed my own opinion. And the same thing happened with Black Klansman. You know, people were talking shit because. It, I think they painted this guy in a more positive light for the movie. But I think when you take that specific case that they were on, you know, like it's going to look reflect well on that guy. You know, he was, he was spying on all sorts of people. He was a mole. 
um, I, th- I think they were saying against some black organizations as well, oh. which is kind of like, Meh. but it's, that's not what the movie's about. And I don't know if shoehorning in, it's like, Hey, after this case, he also did some stuff to fuck black people over. It's like the movie's about this. Okay. Like you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, black Klansman was good. It was funny. It was cool. It was based on a true story. I mean, that guy wasn't the greatest for his whole career. He's a fucking cop at the end of the day. What do you expect? Here we go. But okay, uh, <laughs> full circle. We, I mean, we got to get one reference. But I'm just saying, like, episode. yeah, like a lot of, like, I mean, you know, Twitter isn't indicative of of the the whole world or anything. But it was like, you know, Twitter specifically, but also just on the internet. They're like, man, I'm not about to see this trashed. It's like, exactly. He fucked up the clan, bro. Pretend yeah. to be white. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You know, you slide in, you do what you gotta do. But needs so you should watch it. It's on. It's out. Okay, you don't. Uh, the thing I want to say is that I don't think, like, out of all the movies that were nominated for Best Picture or whatever the fuck the award was, I don't think Black Klansman was Oscar bait. You know, no. you see a certain movie and there, yes. it's just like, all right, you're you're going for it, and not to sound anti-progression at all, but it's usually something that an older white person might see as pushing the envelope, like this this cis male actor is going to be a trans woman in this movie in Mm -hmm. this role it's a drama it's real dramatic and there's a lot of emotion oh boom like you can stamp it like oh yeah that's going to get an oscar nomination um let's see something about slavery oh slavery was bad oscar nomination because i think maybe white guilt kicks in a little bit for some of these individuals or they know it's going to bring more attention to the oscars because it's being more inclusive or diverse but Maybe, yeah, black maybe. struggle shit and uh black struggle shit. You know, um, they'll have like a to It's it sucks because you're it it makes you feel torn because on one hand you're getting some of the representation you're asking you asked for, for, but it the movie's not really about you. It's like they'll be like they'll try to sell you on okay, this is about a uh black lesbian paraplegic, but it's really about a white guy's experience with that character. Exactly. And it's like, well, fuck. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You know, it's what how I'm the saying? white guy feels about it. In yeah. The end. This is, this is a black man transitioning into a black woman and her struggles, but it's told from the perspective of the white doctor from the suburbs. Yeah. You know, so what ends up happening is the, the person that's supposed to bring the inclusiveness or the diversity that you're asking for is a support character. And, the movie is still about the people who made the movie because they identify with that person first and foremost. And the thing is they think it's like, yo, pat ourselves on the back. Like we're bringing this character in, you know, this is what people want to see. This is what, and they, I think that's what the green, what happened with the green book because it was like, no, you're doing it in a way where it's like, okay, like, no, it's still about you. It might you still be decent. In. I I feel like I watch a lot of movies, but this year I did I didn't see like any of the Oscar ones. Yeah. And I I I think it's cool that some of these filmmakers and actors are getting recognition, but it's like it still comes off as art as a contest to me. And and like you're saying, Oscar bait is a fucking thing. And then animation didn't have its own mm-hmm. uh you know category for a while. I just yeah I I've. For most of my life, I've never been interested in, you know, the Grammys, Oscars, any of that stuff. No, I agree with you. Uh, All right. So there's a few small topics that I want to hit, but I'm going to put them under the category of ass so that Hmm. we can kind of get the foundation 
of how I feel about them. Not literal ass, but like figurative speaking, like this whole situation was ass. Um, let me see. Everybody was going on about the Chloe Kardashian and Tristan situation for a while. I don't feel like it's worth looking into or getting into. Whole situation was ass to me. Ass. Um <laughs> ass. Uh Umbrella Academy, I finished it. Yeah, I saw you were upset about the ending. Ass. Ass. Uh we can, and that's the only one I'm I'm willing to like jump into a little bit. Yeah. No, actually, there's another one I would probably jump into a little bit more. So Umbrella but Academy, that like last the first episode, half, bro. It, I was waiting. I was, like, I was like, okay, there's some mysteries. This better be going somewhere, right? And then it it started going somewhere, and then I was like, ass. It kind of. I don't. I don't think that I hated it, but it wasn't. I I I think I just knew it was going to be one of those shows where you're never going to get this sort of closure that you're looking for because they want that second season uh, i guess but even after that i don't ass. so the, the i i read into the comic book uh and they that's not finished i think they only did two books yeah and okay. it's been over 10 years since they worked on it and they interviewed gerard wade from fucking my chemical romance well he he wrote it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. I was I was kind of getting into comic books again around the time that uh, this came out, I believe, because I was reading, you know, like Walking Dead, uh, Thirty Days a Night, all, all those like horror things, and people were like, "You should check this out," and I was like, "I don't think I need to read the My Chemical Romance guy." It was book. so angsty. It was so angsty, and like, I'm a fucked up adult. That shit was the Black Parade come to comic book <laughs> slash video form because everybody was just like fucked up from their childhood. My dad's an asshole. I'm a drunkie. I'm a like it was just a lot of that going on, and that's okay for character development purposes. But um, that ending, man, I'm I'll, I'll, it's still on Netflix. I don't know where they were like whoops, it. and then they just transported. Like, whoops! Oh, Hold on. we got spoiler this. alert. But yeah. you know what? Look, if Look, you were gonna man. watch that shit, you should have seen it by now. Yeah, come on now. But if we're being real, people be mad sensitive about spoilers. Ass. I mean, I'm I try to be, uh, you know compassionate when it comes to like dealing well with right that, if but. i so for instance captain marvel's been out for a week i if didn't you tell drop you some shit now yeah that's, right that's, i didn't tell you shit about the movie rule. that that would be dickish you know or if i see Endgame the first night i'll be like man you see the way that uh. i know somebody gonna do that because you know people have been waiting <laughs> yeah. for that shit yeah ass ass so yeah um ass uh anthem drop that's a video game Man, fuck that game. you know what ass ass and i do want to get into this this is what i want to get all into. right now Anthem dropped unfinished game ass. Um, people were saying that it was fucking up their PlayStations and shit. All right, that's ass. Rockstar, you niggas owe me. You niggas owe you niggas ain't shit. Wait, what? Rock Rockstar? Yes. Hear me out. Okay. We bought Red Dead Redemption two back in like October or November or some shit like yeah. that. Right. Cool. We played that story. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. It was cool deserving of awards because of the, the 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 writing the voice acting whatever else um fast forward a few months and online drops there's not that much there they got a few things guns cost too much this cost too much okay cool that's what's up i'm gonna play it because i got people you know we still high off the story mode we're gonna still kick it and play these that and the other fast forward another month another month nothing's added are we gonna bring the guns gun cost down not really, because you still have to use gold bars instead of in-game currency to purchase things. And the only way to make in-game currency is to fish and farm. 
Well, you get those gold nuggets, but you be like, you be not. You get fractions of gold, right. gold nuggets. You get point one. So wait, how much is a gun now? How many gold bars? Is I it? haven't gone on to find out, but you can pay like five gold bars or like three hundred dollars for a gun or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So look, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Not that much has changed. No story mode. All whole the whole time it says it's a beta. I think that is the finished slash unfinished game they just put beta on there so people can't get mad at them and hold them accountable uh, kind Be- of people releasing unfinished games oh yeah yeah all the time. and saying like oh no this is just the beta so we'll just add more you know in-game <sighs> things with this patch we got right here it'll fix everything no they're still working on that shit and they updating games as they go along so we paid full price for and that's been a thing with anthem red day redemption uh what else destiny one and two it's fucked up it's fucked up i'm gonna i'm gonna slightly absolve rockstar just because i think the single player that game is well worth the 60 dollars. i will say look they sold us on the online coming out but if you play gta online you know that that shit didn't really start hitting until what a year and a half that shit didn't start hitting until well after the fact but there's here's the thing like there's there's comparisons to be made because when GTA dropped, you know, we didn't have expectations of it. It was like, all right, we're right, online, sure. we're doing this, that, and the other, you know, and they add more to it and they add more to it. And what it did was it raised the bar for your expectation level. So now, because of GTA 5 online, which has been going and thriving and has been making mad money, the expectation is like all the way up here. So we don't have the patience to start playing G- uh, Red Dead Redemption online and wait for it to get there because we have these expectations from GTA. I, I agree with that. I got very mad because so I got Destiny one like day one because it was when I first got my PlayStation. Like I got my my PlayStation week before Destiny one came out. Uh huh. And I played it and I'm like, okay, I beat the game in like two days, and then there's not a lot going on in the end game. Right. And then like, well, you could buy these expansions, and I'm like, well, that's suck fucked my- up. So I ended up trading the game in and then I ended up buying the game again for like 15 bucks, but with all the shit in it. And then I beat all that really quick. And I'm like, this isn't it's fucked. It's fucked. Well, it's weird because there's a lot of defenders of that game. And look, if that's what you want to do, I guess that's fine. But if there's literally nothing to do but grind for guns that you don't really even have a use for because there's no fucking gameplay to associate with it. I don't I don't. That doesn't appeal to me. And then I got Destiny 2. Because these um, fucking game reviewers be colluding and shit, clearly. They be getting paid for that shit sometimes. To say something isn't as bad as it is, or they be fanboy. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, why the fuck did Destiny 2 get, you know, an 8.5 on like every review score for the most part when the shit came out with the the, uh, the same three enemy types, no new shit in it, the same issues from part one where it's like, there's barely any story. You beat the game in two days. There's no in-game comment uh, content. And then they're like, well, you could buy these expansions. So look, Destiny 2 might be fun right now, but you're essentially being punished for getting it when it comes out. And it's yeah. the same thing with... Um, it's not worth it right now. It's never know, worth it in that moment. Anthem 2, it's like... Uh, I was a big fan of Bioware because I liked uh, the Dragon Age games. I liked uh, Mass Effect. And then this last one that I, I bought for like $4 on PSN because it was on sale. I haven't played it yet. It had hella bugs. It was all fucked up. They built Anthem on that platform. Yeah. And then released it 
with all these issues with it. Yeah. And it's like, it, so you didn't, how can you release a, a, a loot shooter, whatever people call it, schluters <laughs> these days, you release this game and it's worse than destiny one. And then you got fucking, uh, the division two about to come out, which also the division one, I got day one. And they had the same problems that Played Destiny yourself. had, Played where yourself. there's just not enough shit going no, on. No, exactly. I think, you know, I'm going to sound old right now because uh, we grew up playing video games. I think both you and I have. And DLC was one thing because, all right, this was a component of the game that was supposed to be in the game, but you separated it and you want extra money to release something that should have been in the game from the first place. All right, we let that slide. I think it was just something we accepted. They started getting lazy and they just started dropping shit that wasn't finished and just being like, oh, no, this patch will fix this up. This patch will fix this up. There's people still working on shit. We got to stand up and start burning shit down. Yeah. Yeah. You got to vote with your wallet. You know, my issue is, look, if you if the game comes out a certain way. So Warframe is a good example. Warframe came out. It was struggling hard. And Warframe today is like not even the same game. It's night and day. A lot of people play it. But the difference with that is it's fucking free. It's a free-to-play game. Right. It doesn't make sense to pay $60 and get, like, a third of a game. And then a year later, they're like, well, if you pay another $60 in expansions, uh, then you'll really get the experience. Fuck out of and here. And that's really still... Fuck out of I, here. Maybe you're scraping the, the $60 worth it, right, at Fuck that point. Out of here. Right. Uh, I'm just... I'm not about it. No, I'm not about it either. And we got to stop the bullshit. Um, oh, Another last thing in my ass category is Megan the Stallion came out being a My Hero Academia fan and niggas was like, man, she don't watch anime. She too uh, thick and attractive. Uh, so I saw that. What Does she do porn? What is she known for? She's a rapper. Okay. She's a rapper. She's pretty good, actually. Cool. You know, well, I'll, I'll check I'll, that I'll check out. out. I, I saw that and I saw her dancing in front of a, in a parking lot. She was at the of... station and she was still there. She was at the station. What I station? I love that. The state, the station. The it's station. The, mm-hmm, it's the place you want to be when Megan the Stallion is there. Hmm. I'm making a reference. She was at the gas station just dancing around. Ah, she kept saying, "I'm at the station." Um, <laughs> I don't know where the station is, but every time that video comes across, uh, across, I'm, I'm speaking fucked up right now. Every time I see that video online, I have to start playing it, even though I know what's happening. I think she's like 24 years old or 25. Her voice is about as deep as mine. Mm. Which is not, which isn't necessarily a bad I, thing. I be liking that sometimes. She, yeah, I know. It's a real sultry. It reminds me of like hot toddies with a little bit of cinnamon sprinkled in. But I mean, she's good in her own right. You know, she hustles. She's dropped a bunch of freestyles. She got bars. I heard a few of her songs. I'm impressed. I would definitely listen to it. But a bunch of these niggas was like, yo, she don't watch anime. Look at her. That don't make no sense. Ass. We've been through this already. Yeah, it'll never make sense to me. It's like you you watching TV doesn't make you special, and somebody else liking one of the shows you like doesn't take away from whatever you have going on. It's I I get that you know people want to feel special and they want to belong to something, but watching fucking animated movies and shows or playing video games should. I don't know that that should define you as a person to the extent where you get upset if the wrong people are enjoying it. Yeah, it doesn't make the wrong people, the wrong people, the people that you don't identify with or, you know, so there's that. All right. Um, Cool. So now what I want to briefly touch on 
um, but it's a little bit difficult for me because I'm not very well versed with law or contracts is Kanye the West contract. Have you heard about that? Um, not really. So what's happened is it was released. Oh, where um, he can't retire? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Now, what I want to ask from you as a musician or a performer, uh, multifaceted, everyday man out here making <laughs> the musical tunes individual, what do you have to protect yourself? Um, Me personally? To, yes, you personally. Do you at least have friends that can be like, yo, I'll, I'll take a look at this for you? But oh, yeah. I mean, I I know like three or four lawyers personally. They don't specialize in uh, what do they call the entertainment law or whatever. Right. But they, you know, they can give me basic stuff. And one of them uh, has a record label. Nice. Super Records. I think you told me about that. Yeah. Shots Namdi. Namdi is on that. Namdi is S-O-O-P-E-R. lit. S-O-O-P-E-R. You could check them out. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not doing anything at like a level that, that where that's important. And, and to be honest, so what a lot of artists are doing right now is they'll <clears throat> take that first contract and they know that they're getting jagged a little bit, but they'll do the things they need to do over the course of that contract to set themselves up. So, you know, you get your, your, your music's good. You're getting promos through your label, et cetera, et cetera. You're touring and you're doing all the social media stuff, a little bit extra that you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Then by the time your contract is up, they, they're, they'll probably offer you something else. And you'd be like, nah, I'm good. And you're an independent artist, but you already have this great foundation it's not the same as like me being an independent artist mm-hmm. where I have to be like, Hey, listen to my SoundCloud. It's like you, you can already sell out, um, you know, medium to smaller size venues. You already have two records out. You already have, you know, merch, et cetera, et cetera. Your YouTube is good. Your yeah. so a lot of artists are doing that. Yeah. So you have to pretty much have a work base and a foundation of to set yourself up where you keep grinding and you keep doing what you're supposed to, and you can't rely upon the contract to I, I don't, become complacent. So I, I don't know the details of his contract or when he signed it, but I don't know why he would sign another. So like, you know, Kanye's been big for, since for how long? For years. It's been over. Like he had, so oh, whenever he signed, do you know who he's with now? Four. I think the contract was with GMI or some shit like that. I BMI? might be fucking up. Some shit like thing that. Thing is BMI. So, by the time he was uh, at the cusp of signing this contract, he didn't need to sign a, a contract with anybody because he's already he's a uh, a name. He's got millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. He can't he can't afford to make his own record. No, he doesn't have a studio in his house, et cetera, right. et cetera. Like, what are you really getting from the the record company at that point? Precisely. And um, and that's what uh, even smaller artists are understanding. If you saved enough money up where you can fund your own projects and you know you're going to get the money back from touring and selling and uh, the albums and merch and whatever, then what do you need the record company for? Precisely. Um, so what I did was I asked an avid listener um, and constituent of mine who's really, really awesome uh, to kind of sort of break down what it was if she could for me in that particular contract in that particular contract so i have a voice clip right here maybe about four minutes or so long um just kind of like translating or breaking it down for us in a way now she did give me forewarning this is not legal advice this is just her interpretation and there could be things 
a little bit different than what she says going on, but she did the best that she could to explain it. And uh, I'm going to see if I can play this right now. Um, but I was grateful for the information. Hi, Reggie. Hi, DeLance. Thank you for having me. I know you guys know, but just for your listeners, I'm not a lawyer. This isn't legal advice. Um, I could very well be wrong. This is just my interpretation of what's going on. So there are two cases happening right now. There's Kanye versus EMI, his record label, and then there's EMI versus Kanye. So Kanye's main claim is that EMI is in violation of California Penal Code 2855, which says that no personal services contracts greater than seven can be longer than seven years. Um, Kanye has been Kanye is arguing a contract that he has been in since 2003. Kanye is also arguing that since his contract should have expired in 2010, aka seven years after he first signed it in 2003 that he should also be getting the rights to his music back. So this contract also concerned who gets the rights to Kanye's publishing, and Kanye signed away his publishing prior to 2003 and every year subsequent to EMI directly. Um, Kanye has renewed this contract multiple times, but we'll get into that later. So this is also a matter of copyright law. Um, Kanye's counsel decided to file this under the state of California anyway because they felt like the labor law was much more important. So EMI turned around and filed a countersuit in the state of New York. So in this contract, EMI has something called the choice of forum and a choice of law clause. And basically what those two things say are that in the event of a dispute, we're going to have this argument in New York and we're going to do it pursuant to New York law. Um, so off the bat, EMI is saying this needed to be filed in New York. Um, this clause needs to be argued under New York law. And they're also saying that under New York law, this kind of, um, it's like an indentured servitude type of argument is illegal. Um, and so that's like the first thing. Secondly, EMI is arguing that this is a copyright contract and a copyright claim more so uh, than a like a personal services claim. Uh, there's a there's a clause in there that apparently says it's specifically not a personal services contract that came up at some point um, in in his renewals. And every time Kanye renewed the contract, he basically affirmed the the, the non edited writing in previous contracts, which dragged it over. Um, so they're basically saying at some point we agreed and uh, had to continue to agree that this is not a personal services contract. This is um, more so related to copyright, and Kanye is arguing for his copyrights back anyway, so this needs to be something that is done under federal law because you can't argue copyright under um, state law. It can only be argued under federal law. So that's another interesting twist. Um, they are also saying that Kanye's decision to argue this case in the state of California which is against the clause that they have saying that they would argue it in New York is a breach of contract. So they're getting, uh, they're trying to get damages from Kanye on top of that as well. Um, and even if everything rolls back to this, we need to argue it in California, um, there's a personal services issue, um, there's something called diversity jurisdiction which says that when you have two different people who are in two different domiciles, which is essentially where you say you're from, um, that means, and the claim um, is for more than $75,000, which apparently this claim is worth millions, um, then 
it has to be adjudicated under federal law. So if all else fails, EMI is claiming that they have diversity jurisdiction on their side and that it needs to go to federal law anyway. And lastly, they're saying that, Kanye, you renewed this contract in 04, 05, 06, 09, 2011, 2012, and 2014 with sophisticated counsel sitting next to you. So as far as we're concerned, we didn't do anything that would take advantage of you or be manipulative. You need to take this up with your own lawyers. They're the ones who failed you. Leave us alone. Um, and so that is like the gist of the general argument on both sides. Wow. That shit is layered. Yeah, uh, they that shit. It's it's purposely like that. Jesus, they want to make their money, but I yeah, it's just weird. I you know I get that once you make a certain amount of money, like it does, it doesn't even matter anymore because you can't spend it in multiple lifetimes. Right. But like I'm saying, I don't, I I really don't get what he gets out of being on a ma- a major label like that. Yeah. He's Kanye West. If if he's technically an independent artist but obviously he's gonna have you know his his lawyers his promoter his promoter etc etc all that stuff that is probably going to be assigned to him from a major label he can just hire himself for less and not have to share profit with them right right um like let's say he wants to play the super bowl it's like "Mm, he's an independent artist yeah He's not an EMI anymore, so I don't know if we can have him. Like, is that is that not a happen. thing? If he wants to play New Year's Eve and the ball drops, they're not going to let him, not even though he's Kanye, he's fucking, Kanye West. fucking West. Yeah, anyway, exactly. yeah. Uh, if you guys also want to look at a, a brief synopsis, she sent me a link to fashionlaw.com. Uh, I think you can just go on. There's certain links, and it can break down, if you're interested in that, um, what's going on. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, helping us out with that. That was cool. Uh, I have, um, ooh, I have two more things I want to bring up to you. I'm not sure if they're on your radar. There was recently a college scam ring with ICE out. or the rich no, people. No, with the with the rich yeah. people. Uh, nepotism is is the word of the day. That yeah, well, it was. was uh, so here's what's interesting about this. So initially, I read the headlines. And I'm like, well, we all knew this was happening, right? Like, it's it's not illegal to get uh donate to harvard and then they're they're probably let your kid in right right but here's i I just listened to a podcast about it they were like having people take the test for these kids and all this extra shit yeah so you you know your kid's stupid as fuck (laughs) you just you're just paying people to take the test for them do these do these um you know admissions entry essays and all of that other shit so at what point was just having money not enough i i I was under the assumption that if you had enough money it didn't matter if your kid was stupid as fuck yeah but i think they wanted (laughs) to go the extra mile and have someone pass the test for them i suppose maybe well you need i mean i guess in this day and age especially there's too much of a paper trail so they have to get a little shystier with it. Yeah. I don't I don't know that an accredited college can just give somebody a degree who can't read. Right. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they can. Maybe there's ways. But you know, uh I just this is another one of those things where it's like, why aren't we just murdering rich people in the streets? Get the guillotine out. Like we we're still letting them tell us this whole hey it's an equal playing field you know bootstraps this and that how that goes look man 
It's not how that goes. <laughs> and the first thing I did was think about that scenario a few years back where that girl tried to sue, stating some sort of affirmative action was in place and people were getting accepted due to their ethnicity and where they're from as opposed to their grades. And then it came out that she was just dumb as fuck the entire time. You talking about the MTV thing we watched? Uh, no, something else. I think her name was like Amber, Amber Heard or some shit like that. Am I thinking of the right person? Let me think. Let me think. Hold on. I'm going to do the research. Uh, by the way, while you're doing the research, my dumb ass said BMI for the fucking uh, record label. Oh, no. E- EMI. I say do M- you know what BMI is? Body mass. Yeah. And <laughs> we some chunky boys. I say Amber Heard. Amber Heard is who was actually abusing Johnny Depp instead of Johnny Depp. Um, oh, yeah. I saw a picture abusive. of his finger halfway cut off, man. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Did she bite it off? That wasn't even a topic that I wrote down. I accidentally brought that up just now. Yeah. It turns out Johnny Depp was not the aggressor in their domestic disputes and she was the one that was being abusive the entire I, uh, time. I could not care less, but it is interesting because I just watched uh, Sweeney Todd with some friends and they were like, man, too bad he be beating women. And I was like, yeah, that is too bad. And then like two days later, apparently she's fucking his ass up. But Yeah, I was like, wow. But you know, you see that with non-famous people. Sometimes people be in relationships like that, like where yeah. they both just fuck each other up and won't leave each other. Yeah. Maybe they're on that kind of shit. I don't yeah, know. No, None of shit's... my business. The the dumbass chick's name was um Abigail Fisher. Abigail Fisher. Yeah. But yo. So so we just kind of double whammy that. Yeah. So all right, I'm gonna knock one out, and then I'm gonna talk about the other one. Um as far as Abigail Fisher, it, it was found out that she was just stupid, not or not smart enough. Well, no, I'm gonna take it back. She was stupid because she <laughs> wasn't smart enough, and then she tried to sue for not being smart enough. Which makes you stupid. So, well, we just going off of that one uh, documentary thing that that MTV did a couple of years ago that we watched and probably talked about on the podcast on one of the early episodes. Right. Just going off of that, uh, and there's multiple sources that will um, corroborate this. They they broke down the numbers. I mean, white people are overwhelmingly getting into schools. Right. This idea that they're just letting minorities, <laughs> thousands and thousands of in, you know, taking everybody's place. It's it's ridiculous. It's That's not. True. Silly, you know, because there there are people who seriously want to get rid of it. They're trying to. There are right wingers who want to get rid of affirmative action, and I don't. We're clearly not there yet. Yeah, no. Um, and you know, just to be clear, this whole uh bribery shit that they were doing, they still had to pay tuition on top of this. Yes. So they're paying like a million dollars to have somebody take the test and everything for you to get you in. And uh, that one girl was on social media, uh, saying that she just wanted the college experience. Like she's not even really trying or anything. Right there, the the daughter. So you it's know, just, and the, but that's going to be one of those people that four or five years from now is going to have a good ass job because they went to Princeton or Harvard or one of the you know it's it's garbage. If you got money, you're going places. If you don't, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, me getting into college was all me. I got no help, no financial help, no essay proof readings, no you know. um and um, I would be a second generation college graduate. My dad graduated uh, from where did he go? I think he think he was in Jackson, Mississippi years ago, of course, like back in the 80s. But, um, you know, it didn't translate well because, you know, he got a job in the workforce instead of wanting to do what we do now, which is <sighs> like start off at an entry level and then work your way up. Because back then you could just drive a bus or work in a factory. Oh yeah. I mean, make... even, even well into the nineties, Yeah, obviously there were dips in the economy, but I remember 
around the time where I started working, like you could still walk into an establishment and be like, Hey, y'all hiring. And they just might hire you that day. Exactly. Like that is unheard of exactly. in 2019. So him, he got out of college and he made the decision. He was like, I could do an entry level thing and work my way up and so on and so forth. Or I could just get a job doing this. And he got a job. And so his priorities are a little bit different because now we're in a completely different economy. Um, so it would be second generation college graduate, but kind of sort of, no, it would be second generation. I don't want to take his degree away from him. But he was one of the ones like, man, fuck that. You could just get a job doing this, blah, 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 because he didn't know how to translate the economy. Like, uh, it's it's different it times. It depends. You know, I, I would definitely say there's nothing wrong with pursuing a four-year degree. But we saw for at least a decade that we were teaching young people to have this tunnel vision. And there's so many things you can do, certifications you can get and skills that you can acquire that you know are not equivalent on the educational skill but you're specialized in a way where you can have a career in something and yes. be paid well yeah exactly um but yeah i mean i mean higher education and skill in general yes pursue that don't work retail forever yeah uh but yeah four-year degree is and you know the things you were saying it's like that's probably the reason you had to take a break because you don't have you have to work full-time you yes. have to take loans out yes you don't have the same mentorship that some of these yes. uh, people have. You don't where, have the passion for what you're following either. Right. You feel like you had the tunnel vision from being coached into the shit. And, and we know that in this day and age, you're not guaranteed shit when you get out of you college. You definitely aren't. And Unlike you still have these, to pay uh, that back. Rich yep. motherfuckers. Exactly. Listen, I feel like everyone listening to this shit is around the same age as us in the same generation, whatever else. <sighs> I didn't finish college. You know, I did a year at UIC and I was just like, Hey, this shit kind of expensive. I'm a hold off thing. I've learned. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear it is just go to college for yourself. We, I think we know that already. Cause we, we all, this generation is kind of jaded when it comes to that shit. We're like, nah, fuck that. Like I'm not paying this back, not paying that back. Um, but at the same time, well, college debt is one of those, one of the worst debts you can have. It is. It doesn't even go away with bankruptcy. Nope. It's stuck to you. Like, so I mean, I mean, it's, it's really sad that you have to make a decision like that about your future. You have to make, uh, and a crazy, a, a well-informed financial decision about your future when you're like 17 years old. Right. Not knowing the repercussions. You have to invest in yourself when not knowing, without knowing how to invest. So, for in instance, general. I uh, I am now debt-free because of the statute of limitations passed on my debt. A word. Right? And it's like, wow, that feels great. I didn't have to pay off that money I owed. Like... I didn't have to, get, you know, because I was about to get on a payment plan and knock it out because I'm trying to get my credit uh, real high and shit. And then uh, planning for future stuff. And uh, I, I went to this seminar about, um, you know, home buying and credit and everything. And in Illinois, it's about 10 years. I okay. got I got a credit card when I was really young. I had automatic bill pay set up and I, I guess I didn't do it right. So I thought I'm not the type of person that checks my bank account every day. No. Oh, yeah. And I only had like fifteen hundred on the card. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, it's it's taking out, you know, a hundred bucks a month, whatever, not thinking about it. Uh-huh. Well, it didn't get paid. It didn't get paid. So then they they closed my card and I was like, fuck. And then I got laid off and I was just like, eh, I just didn't think about you it. You just like, what? Yeah, you just like I'm in I'm I'm in the I'm in the shit. So now now. it's closed, but I, I guess what? my point being, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in student debt, you Jesus. have you have to pay that. You gotta pay that. There's shit. literally no way. And then the idea that this student loan forgiveness these you know it's like well that's socialist nonsense it's like dude 
we need to invest in our young people in education. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the, the people that claim to love this country and America first and everything, how, how can you not, in, in the same breath of saying that, say that you want everybody to be educated and fed and taken care of? It's not about handouts or anything, I wouldn't say. No, it's not. It's like you have a whole generation of people who we've made it where higher education is not worth it to them. So we, we're just going to have, you know, not, not to knock this profession, but like we're, we just have a whole generation of baristas now. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, how is that supposed to work moving yeah. forward? Yeah. I think maybe people are starting to look back into vocational things a little bit more now because people stopped being carpenters and electricians. And then like now that they've decided college isn't it, I think we have an influx of individuals who are like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to work some wood. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like... the trades are, are definitely a way to go, but like everybody can't do that. Not we need, everybody can. We, you know, as, as much as certain people talk shit about certain fields, they all have their place to whatever extent. And you need people to be teachers. You need people to go to school. That's a fact. For dance. So we need to make it worthwhile for these people. Yeah. We need to look out for them because we just going to be fucked in the long run if we don't. Now, switching off the Amber Heard situation, it's just really unfortunate that um, this happened and she was the aggressor and this is what's going on because I know there's a bunch of shitheads who are, were just waiting to be like, see, this is why we can't believe women outright from the get go without knowing oh, the facts. Yeah. And I understand where they're coming from because this in this peculiar, like particular, not peculiar, goddamn situation. Because it just ended up like, but she can't represent all women the same way something would have happened to a black dude. I wouldn't expect like him to represent all of us. It's, right. We talked about this last episode. No matter who you are or what's going on, if someone does some fuck shit, people will use it as, as an excuse to say it represents you if you are well, this, anyway and, and, related. And we kind of, without being explicit, we reference the Jesse thing a little bit right now. Yeah. And that's still interesting. Yeah. Did any new shit happen from that? Like 16 counts of federal fraudulent. Well, so they tomfoolery. They felt like the smoking gun was uh the whole the check that he gave those guys, but then you know, sure it could be a cover, but it, I think those guys were buff. He said that it was for training. It would make sense for him to have personal trainers. He's, mm-hmm. you know, on TV. Exactly. I mean, I don't know where this is going. He could be lying, but like I said, when I first heard about it, I'm like, wow, that sounds crazy. I guess we'll see where this goes. Yeah. I don't think you need to have an opinion about everything as soon as something happens. No, you don't it's need not to important. pick a stance. It's okay. Especially when it's just some guy on TV who's really not that famous. Exactly. I hope the tip of uh, Johnny Depp's finger grows back okay if it has not already. <laughs> I, don't I don't know care. if it was bitten off. That, just, that was just nasty. We were EMTs and I ain't seen, I haven't seen a finger injury like that. Yeah, no. In person. It was meaty. It I was tell chunky. everybody about the dick injury lately. I've been telling that story. You've been telling that story? Yeah. You haven't told an EMT story. You want to get that out right now? Uh, sure. It's so. <laughs> I told two. He ain't told none. Let's get what it. What the fuck? Uh, so we got a call. It was about, I think they just told us it was like a, an uncontrolled bleed, right? In a nursing home. Uh-huh. So that could mean an old person fell and hit their head and maybe there's blood coming out of their mouth, out of their ear. They got a cut over their eye. Like, I don't know. So we get, we get over there. We're like, all right, where's he at? You know, they point us to the room. <laughs> I turn, I look in the room, and there's just an old black dude sitting on the edge of the bed facing the, the door. And he's like, ah. 
like over and over again. And I, I see his face and I start like scrolling down and he's uh-huh. holding a bloody rag, like a towel on his crotch. And there's blood dripping off the edge of the bed onto the floor. And there's a whole pool of blood on the floor. And I'm like, okay. So I start asking him. I was like, hey, what's going on? You what, Are you in pain? What's happening? He said that he was supposed to get his catheter taken out that day, like for good. And they were busy. Uh, you know, it's possible they were dragging, whatever. Oh. But he was like, man, fuck this shit. Oh, no. And ripped it out of his penis. <laughs> so here's something that uh, perhaps you may not even know about catheters. So, like, you, they put it in and then they, like, it gets Umbrella. anchored in there. Yeah. So you can't. Uh. If, if they didn't do that, it would just fall out. Uh. So he uh, tore his urethra. And as we know, penis is very vascular because it has to fill up with blood to get a boner. So his shit was just mad leaking. And I was like, I was like, hey, you're putting good pressure on that, right? Because I don't want to do it. I mean, I'll do my job, but it's like, I don't want to have to, because I'm thinking about like, you hold a dick like this and then you just put your your hand over the top. Like like a soda bottle that's been shaken up and you got, you trying to stop it from like bust. You got to put your finger in the tip a little bit just to stop it from skiing Uh, off. And then the so the best part about this is, I guess they called the fire department too for some reason. So, uh, so I'm talking to the guy, and then they show up behind me, and uh, my partner's like, "You didn't touch him yet, did you?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Okay, hey, let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yes, because that's the the law. Like, yes, we, we like. I think it's a, a you know it's it's a, a razor edge thing, but I think to to make patient contact and have them be your patient, that's you have your to patient, touch that's your them. patient. It's either touching or a signing of papers, like right. either or. So I asked him a couple things, but I never got within like five. I was talking to him from the doorway, yeah. And then C, CFD got there, and I, I was like, all right, they got it. Yeah, nah, I'd have they left they that. could. Well, I mean, he probably died or something in their case, you know. Yeah. No they way. don't they're lazy motherfuckers. I bet they walked in and was like, You can walk to the cart, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do you can walk, right? Come on, My let's walk. My mom let's was telling me that she saw this dude, uh it was like right after I became an EMT. So, you know, she starts noticing more shit, even though she has a, a medical background too. Yeah. Um she saw this dude get hit by a car, uh he was riding a bike. And that the uh C F D got there and okay, like protocol is like if you are in a, a c-spine a, right a physical accident like yes. that you're they're supposed to hold your neck make Steady. sure your back doesn't move sure you get lateral. the neck brace you're on the backboard all that stuff mm-hmm. uh-huh. she says she walked by and they were like hey can you get up <laughs> are you hurt and it's like no that is so on brand i mean if he ended up paralyzed you know how much money he would get from the city a lot it was a lot. It's a lot. These motherfuckers don't care, man. No, nah, they nah, they really don't. Sometimes they get burnt out. Sometimes they go in with that mentality like, hey, yo, fuck it. Friend um, of the podcast, real quick. Friend of the podcast, Jeffrey. He is a cool G-A-Y-mer. Yeah. Gamer. Uh, yes. You know, he's a big dude. Uh, he wears thick. his weight well, but, you know, he's he's thick boy, Sturdy. strong boy. Uh, he got heartburn so bad that he called the ambulance mm-hmm. and they picked him up. And they gave him heart attack medicine. It didn't hurt him any, but I'm just like, like what? All right, you're not gonna hook him up to a EKG, anything like that. You just see a, an overweight guy, and you're like, oh yeah, he yeah he che- on his way. chest pain. He I guess technically, yeah. Here, take this. 
It's fucking Ralph. Anyway. All right. Look, last thing I want to bring back is FUBU and how they're relaunching their clothing line. I don't even want to talk about it that much, but I just want to state that I'm really excited about it. And I want to know if the clothes are going to be big or not. Baby fat, too. Because I've been back. saying, like, we all know that fashion is cyclical. You know, fucking bell bottoms are making a comeback, all this shit. People dress all disgusting like they're in the 90s right now. I hate it. They do. Uh, but you know that big-ass clothes are about to come back. Like, 2001, everybody's going to be looking like St. Lunatics NBA again. NBA patches and Air Force Ones. And fucking uh, yeah. sweatbands and shit. No, exactly. So I want to know, is are these FUBU clothes going to be big as fuck? Yeah. And are we going to see some Fat Albert shit? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's necessary. Fat Albert. You know you know, it's not going to be big as fuck, though. A Fat Albert t-shirt down to your knees. Nah, that's excessive. Do you remember what Soldier Boy looked like when he came out? I do. He was wearing a parachute. Yeah. He was just dancing. We're going to look like that again eventually. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can't go back. Well, I lived you, it. I can't go back. You might be too old. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could be 35. Like, what's no, up, everybody? I, I am a young fellow myself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be doing it. I, too, bought some big-ass pants. Look at this 4X t-shirt. Put some rubber on. bands on the bottom so my you can see my sneakers. Butt naked under that shit, too. No undershirt, no nothing. Just a big-ass shirt. I know he was cold. Nipples was all hard, poking <laughs> through the shirt. Shit, it was a rough time. It was lawless. The early 2000s were lawless. We was doing shit we should not have been doing. But that's pretty Sipping much Sipping on scissor. Mm-hmm. Etc. Etc. Did you have anything you want to go over? Yeah. Uh, Some quick hits. Reggie's quick hits. That's at what least. Uh, so I'm sure you saw this on Twitter where they didn't. It was weird because I don't know if this lady did it on purpose, but she tweeted it out. She showed the picture and like a little snippet of the story. But didn't, grandpa was eating paint. That shit was crazy. I no, was like, what Damn. the fuck are you talking about? I'll stop joking. Go ahead. <laughs> she was so <laughs> she didn't link to the article. And I feel like it was very misleading. So. I, I just like to know shit. I don't like being fucking manipulated, you know, whatever. So the story is uh, this lady tweeted like, oh, you know, this young woman, she hit a whole family of black people and she's only getting uh, however many months in jail. Right. So right. I looked it up. They and and look, she probably was looking at her phone. But let, let me let me give you the whole fucking story. So she's driving down the road. They don't have any proof that she was looking at her phone. Her last text was sent minutes before the crash, and they there were like no apps open or anything, right? They looked mm-hmm. into her phone. She's driving down the road. A family crosses at night, not in a crosswalk, wearing they're black, wearing dark colors, trying to get to a concert, apparently. And as a driver myself, I've almost hit some people because they just so when I was growing up, and I think we've touched on this before, I was taught like, hey, you should probably watch out for cars. Cars are dangerous. They, they may are. not always see you. Something about driving lately the last couple of years, like people just don't give a fuck. They just be out here. And uh, it's like, you're never going to win that that matchup. No. Same with cyclists, man. Like uh, one of my friends from high school was killed uh, by a drunk driver biking home from work, you know? So like. And I used to ride a bicycle to get around everywhere. Like, I get it. I, I was a cyclist. But at the same time, I'd be driving. These motherfuckers be going crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't have a light on their bike. Be weaving in and out of all this shit. Riding the wrong way down the street. And it's like, you just have to be realistic. Should drivers pay more attention? Of course. Should people be texting and driving? No. But you have to understand that a percentage of drivers are going to be doing that. Right. And you can be 
even if you are right, you could be as right as you want, but you'd be dead. What would you say if I were to tell you that I might have been in a vehicle as someone was clipped ish? Nothing uh-huh. major, but like uh-huh. minor contact. Uh-huh. This is a hypothetical situation. Yeah, sure. So would your opinion of me change? If you hit somebody? No, I didn't. Okay. If in the situation, I didn't do it. I was okay. in the passenger seat in this hypothetical situation. And you kept going? Huh? Well, you got to tell the story so I can have an opinion. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Look, 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 look. In this In this <laughs> hypothetical situation... It wasn't like a direct impact. It wasn't like a roll off the car. Like yeah. A, let's just say it was like a guy walking, no white dude, suitcase, and like a suit on. And he's like, oh, and did that thing. Like where? He's like. So what? I'm curious. Were you just going straight? Were you making a left turn? In this hypothetical situation, it was a right turn. A right turn. Uh, Did they run out? Well, still, it was raining. So the, in this hypothetical situation, so I think the hypothetical I mean, answer that's, would be yes. As long as you know that they were okay, so yeah, I I got I think I got clipped by a car once. I was walking next, so I was parked on the right side of the street, meaning the driver's side door is going to be on the left. So if I'm so so like basically, I I spent the last two car lengths walking in the street, technically. But it's like I would be that far out if I'm getting into my car anyway. So I didn't think there was an issue. And this minivan was driving like hella fast down the side street. And they broke their mirror off on the back of my arm. And I was like, well, it hurts a little bit, but like whatever. And they were like, I'm pretty sure I heard the pastor go, oh, fuck. And then they just peeled out. But it's like, so I'm sure that guy was fine. But like I've made left turns at night where like I never saw the person. Never. Yeah. Because, you know, it's at night, you have your A pillar right there, and they're looking at their phone. Right. And it's like, I okay. And the yes. same thing with rain. Like, you're making a right turn. You're sitting on the left side of the car. Yeah, you're looking, but you can't see everything. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm a pedestrian, if I'm crossing the street, even if it's at a stop sign, I try to make eye contact with the driver. So it's like, hey, you're stopping and I'm going, right? Like, good. We're all good. Exactly. It's not that hard to do. Even though I make fun of Ludacris and how his music hasn't aged well some of the, most of the time, he asked, asked the important questions, which include, is there a bumper on your ass? And the answer is no, nigga. <laughs> so you should act accordingly. So, uh, you know, people jumped on this because it was, you know, a white versus black crime. A, a three-month-old died. But, you know, and again, this lady... Might have been on her phone a little bit, but look, why are you crossing the street like that with cars coming, holding a three-month-old at that? Even if even if you're walking across the street with a 10-year-old, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, like, there's... So, when I'm driving, sometimes Google Maps will take you down a side street and then try to make you make a left turn across, like, a four-lane street, a busy street. Right. I don't always do it. No. I'll take, I'll take the longer way. Same with walking. Sometimes you just got to go to the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I'd rather take 30 seconds longer and live. Like, I don't know if you guys notice, when you use Google Maps, right, it'll be like, okay, you're 20 minutes away. If you do the speed limit versus doing 15 minutes or 15 miles per hour over the speed limit, you still pretty much get there at the same time. Yeah. 
So it's not that serious. Fucking chill. How about yeah. that? Relax. That I might agree. be it. I don't know. How long, how long are we going? What are we at? One thirty. Okay. Well, yeah, we're done. Hour and a half. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. We appreciate you guys sliding in. We say the same thing every episode. That's because it's true. Um, we could plug our stuff again. I think we've done that last episode. But yeah, we're gonna get into the habit of doing what successful podcasters do. So yes, um, exactly. Yes, please give us five stars on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. We are on Spotify. We are on Spotify. Oh, we didn't tell nobody. We didn't tell nobody. Yeah, no. holy fuck. Fuck, we are on Spotify. Yes, so if you look up Spit Sessions on Spotify, this is the first episode of being released while we're on there. Like, we've never been on there before this episode. So, yeah. Well, all of our back catalog is on there now. It's on there, but um, you can find us on Spotify. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, you are a part of a new wave of individuals to yeah. consume this podcast. It's really cool to get on there. I'm really excited to add another platform to the list of things that we can include in our repertoire. So we want to thank everybody for checking us out because without you guys, I don't think we would, I literally don't think we would be able to get on there because you, I think you might need a certain amount of engagements or episodes up. Who knows what the formula is? I do not know. Yeah. I'm just trying to give y'all credit for some shit that you may or may not. No, it is up. big. Uh, You know, when I, me and Delancey had a, a quick discussion about, how we want to try to grow the podcast moving forward. And we were a little bit surprised by how well we were doing in the last couple of months. No fact. I know that uh, when we started, things were moving a little faster than we thought. And we were super thankful for that. But like just seeing where we are now, you know, yeah, we're not getting 10,000 uh, listens an episode, but it's every listen counts. We're, it's been growing. We're doing well. Yeah. And no. uh, we want to keep doing better. And the better we do, then we can give back. Yeah, exactly. More contests and meeting greets. Hey, maybe uh, you could win a chance to go to Medieval Times with us. I don't know. I've never been, so that would be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. You, they give you a whole chicken. Yeah. Damn, the whole chicken. Or half. So, I don't know. You got to eat with your hands. It'd be a big ass leg. I want utensils, but all right. I'm picky. I don't like greasy shit on my fingers like that. <laughs> so, yes. Rate us on iTunes. Check us out on Spotify. Um, follow us on Twitter. We will talk to you. We're friendly. Uh, watch us stream on Twitch, but more him because I don't uh, stream that much. And <laughs> this is our first video episode. We're going to be doing video for every episode moving forward. Eventually, we'll have two cameras and it will look professional and mo better. Uh, so look forward to following us on YouTube as well. Yes, thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Use your common sense. Use your common sense. <laughs>